We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? This is KCSN Update. I'm BJ Kissel, and this is your daily dose of Chiefs news and updates from us here at KC Sports Network. We appreciate you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching on YouTube or whether you're listening to the podcast afterwards whether it's on apple spotify whatever it is we appreciate if you go ahead and follow us give us that uh, five star rating and review we'd appreciate it if you're watching on youtube go ahead like and subscribe and drop some comments in down in the comment section we'll react to those uh, in future episodes uh, it's wednesday and normally we are joined by youtube legend brett coleman uh, but brett is a little under the weather right now and uh, we're wishing him the best. Hopefully he feels better soon. I know there's a lot of stuff going around all over the country, depending upon where you live. But uh, hopefully Brett is feeling better soon and he'll join us next week. But don't worry, because we have got another special guest who is going to fill in for Brett. And that is uh, Chiefs legend and content creator Ryan Tracy and uh, special guest with my daughter joining us here for anybody watching on YouTube. But we appreciate you all for spending part of your day with us, and we'll get to Ryan here in just one second. But before we get to Ryan, a quick word uh, from our friends over at DraftKings. The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. And check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. And when you're looking at the Chiefs game this week, if you want to do a little same-game parlay, the Chiefs are seven-point favorites against the Las Vegas Raiders coming up on that Monday night AFC West showdown in prime time. Should be a good one. And the over-under right now set at just 51 points. And if you think that what we saw against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is a sign of things to come for the Chiefs offense like I do because I like positive things, positive thinking, then uh, it's fair to say that the Raiders defense is not on the same level as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But as we've seen so far in the NFL, any given Sunday, anything can happen. So uh, expecting it to be a good one, it always is between the Chiefs and Raiders, and the Raiders have a lot to play for. They do not want to keep uh, digging themselves into a deeper hole that they've gotten themselves into at one and three to start the season. Uh, but for DraftKings, to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day 
all season long. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Chiefs Kingdom, and now it is time to get going with Ryan Tracy from, let me see if I get this right, Ryan. Locked on Chiefs, locked on NFL, RGR football, and the athletic matrix, the the, the consulting yeah. stuff that you do. you do. You do a lot of stuff, so if I missed anything, please fill in the gaps. If you don't want to talk Chiefs, I just started NFL 33 for all the, the trend-building draft prep, the whole nine yards. All right. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, if you're watching this on YouTube, you probably already know who Ryan is. Uh, he's been creating Chiefs great Chiefs content for a very long time. Excited to have him step Cheers. in uh, for uh, Brett Coleman. The YouTube legend Brett Coleman is a little under the weather right now, so we appreciate Ryan. And Ryan, you and I have talked and finally – uh, glad that we were able to sit down and our schedules align and we can sit here and talk a little cheese football on this uh, Wednesday morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, and shout out to Brett, one of the first guys that I interviewed when I when I came to YouTube. So he's an old dog, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, he he knows his stuff. I learn something every time I talk to that guy. Uh, love having him on every week. But I'm excited about this episode. Excited about what there is to talk about with the Chiefs. A lot more fun this week uh, than it was last week. I know <laughs> you're probably in the same as far as the content that you create over there. Um, but uh, excited. And the, the first thing I want to ask you about, Ryan, uh, just kind of like bigger picture with what we've seen through the first, you say, quarter of the season. Uh, used to be nice and even when they had 16 games, and now the 17th game screws it all up. But uh, we'll still call it the first, first quarter of the season. But what's been the most intriguing storyline regarding or surrounding the Chiefs uh, for you so far through the first four games? You know, for me, in the way that I approach the, looking at the whole sport, it's the fact that the national media hasn't picked up on this at all. But the last two rookie classes are contributing so many snaps to this particular mm -hmm. run. We've never seen this before with Andy Reid. It's, it's incredible. And everybody, Creed gets the, the credit that he deserves. Nick Bolton gets the credit that he deserves. But there's all kinds of special team snaps, everything else that is being contributed by these two classes that is just under the surface of the water. This is what's driving this renaissance right now. It allows them to stack everything that they want to do on top of it, but you got to have that foundation. And that's why the churn is in a positive direction for not just this season, but next season, five more down the line. Yeah, I think and you make a great point. I, we talked about it a little bit uh, coming out of the draft, and I think after the maybe week two, uh, because it was weird because we expected Sky Moore to be on the field more, Isaiah Pacheco to be on the field more, based on you know, a lot of what was said coming out of training camp. But you look back, and I think it was the 2015 draft class, and I remember this because I talked to uh, Keanu Martin, who's now with MLB Network, who was you know intern at the Chiefs at the time, and I had that. Poor girl did a uh, research project that is probably there's some algorithms or some ways to do it now. It's a lot easier. We did it by hand, uh, but I had her chart every snap played by every drafted rookie in the NFL every week. And because it was kind of like, you know, hoping that at the end of it, it gave you the stat that you wanted, that it wasn't like, oh, you're right in the middle of the NFL. Um, but it was charting every snap played by the rookies and that therefore the majority of the season, I think they finished in like the top three but snaps played back in 2015, but that was the Mitch Morse, Chris Conley, Rameek Wilson, DJ Alexander, James O'Shaughnessy. Those guys were on the field, but it's a different scenario now because this is a team that's a Super Bowl favorite. This is a team that completely reloaded with young guys that are now stepping in and contributing 
in a huge way. And I've, I've talked about on the last couple of KCSN updates about <clears throat> how important that Tampa Bay game was for those young rookies to go into that environment and play against Tom Brady and see him on the other side of the field, prime time game, the whole world watching coming off a bad loss where there's a lot of pressure. There's more kind of weight on your shoulders. And for those guys to step up and play well uh, meant everything. By the time we get to the end of the year, they have so much experience that you're like, they're, they're not rookies anymore. They've played so much. Well, it's because of games like Sunday night, who of all the rookies who have been in the fact that this is all happening without Trent McDuffie. And we're talking about the rookie right. class in this way is amazing. Um, but who's been the most surprising rookie to you so far as, you know, compared to what you're, I guess, relative to the expectations you had for each of the guys, you know, I was really high on him in terms of being a draftable grade. Very few people around the NFL universe thought that Jalen Watson should be drafted. It was me and Rob Rang and maybe one or two of and they took him right about where I had him. I, I thought he was a, a mid to late day three guy. But <clears throat> after I watched his Wazoo film, what I came away with is he's got the length and he's got the skill set. He needs refinement and a lot of it in order to get to the point where, A, he can play in man effectively because I, I really had some questions about close contact and how he would survive that. He's mm. made so many jumps. I mean, even the fans can see it as well. Just if you look since training camp, Josh Williams was – the guy, right? Of the mm -hmm. rookie class, here's the guy making all the noise. Well, Jalen's like made steady progress, and he's just going to keep grinding away. And like you said, when Trent's not even out there yet, <laughs> and for those who've never met me before, if you want to talk about UWDBs coming in the league, I'm your guy. <laughs> but like that's just the way that it has to go. Now that you have Legarius is still young, we'll talk second contract when we have to. But yeah. you have enough young DBs right now that what was thought to be a weakness a season or two ago, like question mark, always bringing Breezy back, that kind of thing. Now it's like, okay, now you can pepper it in. Now you can get other things done. Yeah. You thought you got the O-line thing done. You got to go back to tackle probably. That's just my opinion. If you all want to mm -hmm. argue about that, that's fine. <laughs> but like it goes back to your earlier point, and this is what sticks in my head. Ask those Bucks where they are. Ask the 49ers where they are. Even this season so far, ask the Bills, right? All these close contacts, all the championship games, the Super Bowls, obviously, what's been the, the steadying point? It's that the Chiefs continue to reload and retool and get back there consistently, whereas all the yeah. other teams, including Hall of Famer, can't do that. And it's because of the investment in the young guys. They're continually feeding the bottom of the roster so that they yeah. can become stars. Yeah, and Legarius need that's going to be a storyline of they need to pay him sooner rather than later. He's only wow. going to get more expensive. They need to pay him now. And the beauty in the roster composition, I know you guys get really into this too, is you know from a financial perspective, you have so many young DBs that you know most players are either underpaid or overpaid. You know, it's it's when you become a free agent in the market. But the Chiefs have so many young DBs with Jalen Watson, you just mentioned McDuffie. Um, Brian Cook, your defensive backfield is going to be young. So you can pay Legereus knowing that the rest of that DB room is going to be on rookie contracts while he's getting the majority, the that chunk of money at the, the front end of that contract. So um, he, I said the same thing about Rashad Fenton um, yeah. last year. Like they need to pay this guy before he becomes more expensive, um, before he's looking at a top of the market deal because you give him a deal a year early, becomes a free agent a year early. That's an incentive for the agent to be like, hey, maybe we can give another multi-year deal at the end of this one uh, and not necessarily take a haircut, but give that player some life-changing money um, earlier rather than later and take care of him for doing the right things. But a that's anyway. a great point. Now let's move on to something, I don't want to say negative, um, but concerning. 
So what's the most concerning storyline thus far for you for the Chiefs' season? I think that it's turned out positive in the end in the last six days or whatever it is. But it's concerning that for what is a a veteran group that you have to go into Indy and coach has to get in them after that and has to like stir the pot and really challenge. At this point, you would hope with guys like Joe Tooney, Orlando, who thinks he should be paid as, as the top tackle in the league, you shouldn't have to motivate him this much. This shouldn't be a challenge from Reed that has to like get them into gear. And what we saw this last week, I know that there were new plays, but you still have to execute what's in front of you. And I think that they could have been playing, especially in the run game, at a much higher level to begin the season if they yeah. were better self-motivated. But I think it's also something that says that they'll respond when kicked. And I think that's important for Reed to know as well, because you got to kind of temper that with, with Trey and Creed playing all the time. They're going to yeah. bring the enthusiasm. They have the energy, but it's how do they respond as a group? And I think that what we've seen in the last few days has been a positive sign. I'm just concerned that they didn't get there themselves. And can they sustain it themselves? Were we in for another letdown that then has to re-motivate everybody all over again? Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. And you touched on one of the ones that's mine, and it's just Orlando Brown. And not necessarily his play. Nate Taylor has said he's playing through some stuff. He's playing through the knee injury. Yeah. Um, it's hampering him a lot more than people think. Uh, but for a player that really bet on himself, you know, we said going to the Chargers game that, you know, he bet on himself for a game like that, going up against uh, Khalil Mack, going up against Joey Bosa, um, who now is injured. God, the Chargers. Uh, again, every time. Like, it's not even funny anymore. Like, it was funny three years ago when it was a thing about they always get hurt. And now Chargers it's like, holy cow. Now, right? <laughs> yeah, like they're chargering. And that just means the whole entire, every pro bowler on that team is going to be injured uh, by the time the season is done. Rashawn Slater. Um, one of the best young tackles in the game, like crazy. Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, Orlando Brown continuing to play through, you know, how long is that going to, that injury going to bother him to where he either has to almost <laughs> uh, jump off sides or, you know, move early uh, to catch some of those speed rushers or, you know, he just had some, some bad plays. And for a player that bet on himself uh, to get that top end of the deal, that's not a great look so far. And the other one for me, and it's, it's, pretty premature for this but the wide receivers we haven't seen you know anybody outside of kelsey really step up and have that like game changing game we've seen juju make some huge plays we saw it uh, against the bucks some high leverage plays he was on third down across the middle of his intermediate routes his physicality all of that but to see him just go out and take over a game like what we did see with tyreek and not to keep bringing tyreek into it but that explosive that dominant performance from a receiver and then with MVS, drops were a thing. They were every Chiefs fan was warned that drops were a thing. And then we saw it against the Bucs. Didn't come back to bite them, but they play a close game against the Bills or a, you know, late in the season in a big moment. Those key third downs are what you need your second and third wide receivers to just make the two or three key third down catches. And I wouldn't say I'm hundred percent comfortable right now with the ball going to MVS in those situations, just to make sure that if you throw it right to his chest. He struggled with it, but he throw it above his head and behind him a little bit, and he has to extend. Like he'll go up and make a play. This, this, this is MVS. I mean, let's be real for the fan base. This wide receiver core, I think, is better overall, one to five or one to six, than we've seen the last couple of seasons in terms of overall quality. But they're human. There is no robot hill anymore. <clears throat> like it's not going to always come up that way. There's going to be challenges. I'm. Actually, I actually feel pretty good about it because I think positive reinforcement, particularly from Mahomes, has an ability to change some of that. And we've seen other players raise their game simply because they're on the field with him. And, and I think when he's making spin moves and 
dumped stuff <laughs> off to Clyde and stuff. I mean, that only is going to motivate them, right? I feel like there's like there's one shark fin sticking out, but there's a whole school of sharks underneath the water that yeah. is ready to come out. And I just think they have to put it all together. I'm really intrigued because McColl's hurt. And, and I think a lot of folks forget that too. Like yeah. a heel contusion like that, it's it's hard to get any power generated off of that foot. I think that's playing into his play as well. But what Sky's been peppered in so far, like you said, we expected more when we saw training camp and, and OTAs. I think that especially is a shark underneath the water because that kid's going to go off when they decide to unveil him. I can't say that they're holding him back purposely. I think the package is probably pretty small right now as he learns right. the offense. Nah. But when he gets there, it's going to click. I don't know if it's week six or week 13, but it's going to click, and then it's going to be on. Yeah, I, I'll talk out both sides of my mouth because I like that they're bringing him along slow. And I think you yep. talk to any receiver that gets to that offense. And I think Juju made the comment. I think there was a quote I saw that said, you know, I learned more about offense since I've been with Andy Reid than I did in five years with Pittsburgh. And it's because Andy Reid, the best way I can explain it without knowing all the X's and O's is they don't call plays. They don't call routes. They call concepts. And when these receivers go to line up, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what route they're running until they get out and they read the defense. And every receiver, every running back, and Mahomes all have to read it the same way without communicating once they're lined up. Yeah. And so when guys run, when there's a when something looks completely off, it's not anyone did the wrong thing. They just all read it differently. And so that's really difficult for a receiver that's used to, hey, I call a play, I'm going to go run a corner route, or I'm going to go do this, just make sure I get my depth, make sure my routes, I get to the top of my stem, all of those things that are going through their head. Now it's all of that with bigger, faster guys that they're going right. against, but also having to read things in a way they haven't done before. Uh, and then you add on that, learning all of the different spots uh, and all of the different responsibilities with what go into these concepts. It's a lot to put on those guys, but to your point, um, you know, I like that they're bringing them along slowly and what we've seen from a physical standpoint, it's there. It's yeah. just how quickly are they going to be able to acclimate him to different packages and, and getting him out on the field. Think of it this way. It's the Patrick being the driver, the wide receiver crew and, and Kelsey, you can throw him in there, but it's such a unique relationship there. I, I hesitate. It's yeah. a NASCAR crew. Everybody's got their role. Everybody has to go to the car and do their own thing by looking at it independently. So right now, Sky's just the guy with the gas can. He's okay. He's not jacking up the car trying to take the lug nuts <laughs> off. Like he's just doing the simple thing. I like that. I like that analogy. That's good. It, it works because in the end, when they get all together, it takes some time. But when you get a NASCAR pit crew that is on, they are on and nearly unstoppable. So that's what I'm waiting for. Yeah. Couple injuries and somebody's got to slide into a new role, and it might take a second. But if you got the the pit crew master, or whatever they're called, I don't know anything about NASCAR. Uh, they got the one leading the way and the teaching them the right way, then they'll be all right. And luckily for the Chiefs, they've got the best, one of the best to ever do it. Uh, and Andy, Andy Reid doing that. So, all right, third segment here. What is the most surprising storyline for you thus far, and what we've seen from the Chiefs as they sit here at three and one, getting ready for that Monday night showdown against the Raiders? For me, it's. The fact that they're muddling through, like, it's not flashy. It's not what we hoped, honestly. Mm -hmm. But you're seeing a little bit more from Frank. You're seeing crispy Chris, as long as he keeps himself in control. Mm -hmm. George is, is doing an underrated job, in my opinion. Um, I, I was yeah. very adamant about my evaluation of him coming out. He's a power player only. He's not going to rip around the edge for you. Maybe he can develop that as years go on. But what he does do, he's doing at, a, honestly, a better level than he did in college and I think that's paying into the fact that this is kind of a 
a no-name front that's getting enough pressure to affect the quarterback and positively change the game flow, but isn't getting the accolades. George is another guy. Once he puts it together, I think once he gets mm-hmm. that first sack, he's going to go on a run. But it's I just hope like, so. I predicted him to break DT's record, so he's well, got to pick up his pace right now. I got my fingers uh, crossed. You're right. So <laughs> you just, <laughs> Let's hey, a couple big it. games, and he's right back in the game. I, I I liked what we've seen. You look at the pressure rates; he's affected the game, all of that mm-hmm. stuff. And you and that's not a position that you normally see guys step in and just absolutely dominate right away. I mean, we talked about earlier in the year. You look at the last three, you know, defensive rookie of the year award winners. It was like you know Nick Bosa. Uh, Micah Parsons and um, Chase Young. And those guys, I think the most sacks was like 11. I mean, and I think uh, both had like seven and a half and run def- defensive rookie of the year. It's just not a position where guys come out as rookies and get 15, 18, 20 sacks. Uh, it takes a little bit for those guys to develop and get used to that game. But uh, Karloff has been great. He had one of the best defensive plays or one of the key plays in that game against the Bucks. Uh, and you talk to Brett, you talk to any of those guys around the team, they'll tell you, He's only going to get better because the guy lives, eats, breathes football and just works his ass off. So it's it's only a matter of time for that dude. Well, and kudos to the rotation. I, I, <clears throat> I had higher hopes for Dunlap coming in to play a little bit more aggressively off the go. But at his age, I'm not too concerned about it. This is mm-hmm. I, I think for Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo, this is this is a 20 game season. We're not trying to get through 17. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get through 20 with our stars yep. here. So I'm happy with that. I think Colin Saunders is up to his level of play. I think mm-hmm. as a whole, the front seven is giving them what they need in a kind of an unheralded way, but something that will pay off as they go through the season. Yeah. Colin Saunders playing well has been one of my favorite storylines. That's going to be the next one. We're going to add a fourth segment. It's going to be favorite storyline, just so I can talk about Colin Saunders. Um, a guy that, you know, there are a lot of people that didn't know if he was going to make the team. You read some of the, the 53 man projections. He was one of the guys that some people were leading off. And the point was, you're not gonna be able to find guys with that size, that strength and that kind of athleticism uh, sitting on your practice squad, trying to bring those guys up. Uh, you can do it with linebackers. You've got, you know, Cochran, you had the other kid, um, uh, the other practice squad linebacker that you could bring up in that kind of scenario, but you're not gonna be able to find a defensive tackle that can move like Colin Saunders and the impact that he's made, not just in the, uh, the Colts game, which I thought was one of the best games of his career, if not the best game, but then we saw it again, uh, against the bucks, you know, running around making plays. I just need to see the guy getting on offense. That dude can catch, he can move. He's got some shiftiness to him. Four fullbacks. I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. I love it. I'm, you know, Andy Reid's got something up his sleeve. And if it's you put Colin Saunders and Chris Jones next to each other uh, in the backfield, run a little fake and have Colin kind of sneak around. He's got the athleticism to do. We saw it. Caught a diving touchdown at Western Illinois. I've seen the highlight. I have too. I'm calling it Jumbo Scarlet Night Package um, with Pacheco <laughs> and Mike in the back. Like I want a full backfield. I love it. All right. Before I let you go, what is your favorite storyline of the season thus far? My favorite is that I think what the fans are seeing is, is not quite what I'm seeing, but the hype's real. I, this team is honestly, they're exactly where I had them projected through four games. I think they're in better shape to win more in the second four and 13, 14 wins is well within striking distance. This is a team that can go back to the championship game and whatever that play game turns into, this time they have a chance to actually go back to the Super Bowl. So that's what I'm looking for. All right. I love it. Ryan, before we say goodbye to everybody that's listening and watching, where can they find their stuff and what do you got coming up that people can tune into? I have a ton. The <laughs> NFL Draft Show is starting uh, to really pick up speed on Locked On. I do that in Locked On Chiefs every day, as you see. RGR football is rolling, but the big one, the one that I'm most excited about is because I'm rolling rogue analytics into NFL 33, where we talk not just draft metrics, but draft process, 
how team building goes on, the cap, the whole nine yards. If you want something that shows you a view of the league, NFL33.com is the spot. All right. Love it. Ryan Tracy, man. Appreciate you for joining us. Appreciate everybody for watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast here on this episode of KCS and update. We know there's a lot of great places to get your chiefs content. We appreciate KC sports network being one of those places you stop to get it. Make sure to like, and subscribe and uh, follow review all those good things. We appreciate all your support and we'll see you all next time. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.